Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. With a focus on Japan, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Each week we kick off the show discussing the news from the past week, which you find interesting. Follow that up with a rundown of all the shows being taped this week or airing live. And finish up with our usual roundup of all the miscellaneous wrestling we watched recently. Before getting into our main topics for the week... This week is episode 65, and our main topic this week will be a uh, catch-up on Champions Carnival up to this point, including their first Snow People show in months, really, which would have been a Cork and Hall show, but unfortunately, because of the state of emergency in Japan, it was no People. Well, actually, in, a, in this case, I think it might have helped it, but we'll talk about that once we <laughs> talk about the show, but uh, a lot's happened in the week we uh, took off since uh, yeah, you didn't notice. for sure. Yeah, I'll say we took off last week because uh, <laughs> one of the things that happens was we both got vaccinated. Yeah, well, first shot, well, I guess. Well, first shot, I guess, yeah. yeah. Because I think we were talking about the last episode, complaining about the Philly rollout of the vaccine. And then literally like two days later, I got the thing from the city saying like, oh, yeah, you can schedule your appointment now. Yeah, the next day I got mine. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. And so, yeah, we went down and took care of that on the weekend. And that's really the main reason why we took off the week, which it didn't affect me as much as I thought it would. It just, it was, I hear the first shots, not as bad. But yeah. it was just a little bit of fatigue. But I don't know if that was just from working out because I was still working out even though I got the vaccine. But, yeah, I'll say. Not super excited for the second shot, but we'll see, uh, I guess. Yeah. That one's just kind of up in the air, but, like, everyone I know has been, like, they have some kind of side effect. Even if it's not, like, a fever or anything, they've had something, and I'm just like, fuck, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hoping it's not as bad as it seems like a lot of people have been doing, because I still want to work out during that time, because today yeah. would be, like, I think today's my 93rd day straight. Actually, next time we record, be my 100th day straight. So, oh, yeah. at the very least, I'll have hit 100 days. But hopefully, I can still keep going. Because my goal is still to get hit 150 days straight. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, it's got the vaccine. Made us able to actually kind of feel a little more comfortable going out and yeah. stuff. <laughs> we, we have. Yeah, we've gone out a lot. Like, we've gone out walking and shit. Like, we're still wearing masks and everything. But, yeah, yeah so it definitely feels a little bit more comfortable being out and about. And then, once we get the second shot, uh, all shot, all bets are off. Now we're doing everything. Shut up. <laughs> but no, I'm definitely excited. Once we get vaccinated, to uh, hopefully maybe go to some wrestling finally. Mm. If nothing else, it'll just be I'll finally. I'll be okay. Let me like lower my stress levels a little bit for like yeah. the past year. Like I'm still wearing masks and stuff. That's the that's the typical just because we got to get everybody. And obviously, it kind of have to most yeah. stores and places yeah, still required say, anyway. Most stores are pretty much gonna be keeping that for a while anyway. So. uh... Yeah, I'll get used to masks, but, um, yeah, it just, it'll be nice to not feel quite as anxious going out, even though I have felt less anxiety going out with the first one, so, yeah. And while I am using an excuse for the vaccine for not recording last week, honestly, I just haven't felt like watching wrestling in, like, the past two weeks. We've watched, like, nothing other than, like, this stuff. Like, we watched a couple shows, which we'll talk about in the roundup, but really just took two weeks off, and it felt really nice, honestly. Yeah. Like, all of, like, I don't even watch an anime either. Like, I, I honestly, like, thinking back on it, wh- yeah, like, what the fuck did I even do the past That's two weeks? That's what I was thinking. I was like, fuck, I haven't done anything. I haven't really done anything in Genshin just because there's been nothing to do. I got child, so that was cool. But yeah, was I, I got him too, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, on my, right. on my second account. But, yeah, I was like, really? It's like, I played Genshin. I know, I've, I know I've done that. I played a little bit of Bravely Default finally mm-hmm. again. And I got up to another boss that was kicking my ass, and I gave up again. <laughs> so. Yeah, I played some Final Fantasy. Yeah, I did that too. Um trying to think of anything else i downloaded uh the, the what's the fucking game called horizon mm. i'll probably try that again at some point i tried it a little bit but then i just put it down because i can't start and finish games for shit i really want year though yeah but, i definitely yeah. might replay horizon uh, horizon zero yeah, dawn because we have everything yeah, like, it's free yeah, say, pick it up if, if you have playstation it's free mm-hmm. i already beat the game when it first came out but now this has with all the DLC and all that shit. And I wanted to play the DLC anyway. I just never could justify paying for it because I already yeah, beat the no, game. Yeah, no, once I've already no. beaten the game, I don't really want to go back to it's it and hard. play the DLC. And honestly, it's just hard for me to fucking play games anyway. Like, I always... <gasps> well, you gotta get used to that because May's pretty, uh... May has some games that... Well, a game that you want to play and a game that I want to play. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like she was saying, <laughs> Nier came out and I really want to play that. But it's yeah. just like... I don't know. Maybe sometime... I, I, never... I need to sit down and play it. You beat Automata. I never did. Yeah, Automata so. was great. And I never played the original, so playing this remake would be be pretty fun. But yeah, other than that, like, 
Uh, MLS <laughs> season started. So oh, I'm, that's what you basically That's pretty much what I've been doing on the weekends, yeah. at least, is just watching MLS fucking uh, DC United. We won our first game of the season, and then fucking second game lost because of an own goal. That game was <laughs> that game was fucking bad. Like, we did not play that well. A fucking own goal. That, that pissed me off. At least I was playing D&D at the same time, so I wasn't fully paying attention to the game, but uh, not the best. And then fucking got to play at 11 o'clock because we're playing San Jose this coming Saturday. So I'm not going to watch that probably because I'm going to fucking go to sleep. Mm. But... Enough stalling, I guess. I guess we got to talk about wrestling. It's a wrestling podcast, after all. <sighs> uh, kick off with the news. Oh, uh, not a whole lot of news. Really, the only Western news I kind of want to talk about is MLW announced a new TV deal with Vice TV, which, one, is already better than New Japan's deal, what they got for fucking, was Roku? Is that what they yes, got with that? Roku. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what New Japan was supposed to get, and Yeah, I think there was some saying, no? they, yeah, I think Vice offered it to New Why Japan, and they were like, that? no. But yeah, Why would you go to Roku? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know, but uh, this is a really good deal for MLW. Yeah, that's, that's great. Especially with like all the um, dark side of the ring bullshit, so they kind of have a tie-in with the rest of the station. Yep. So that's pretty good. They're gonna do reruns until the next TV taping in, in front of fans, which uh, is taking place July 10th in Philly, which might be our first live wrestling. We'll see. <sighs> yeah, I really still wish they were having a Dragon Gate, guys, but I understand. I get it. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't be going to this if I wasn't vaccinated because that is a small venue. Oh, no, like, if y'all know the 2300 arena, it is pretty small and they pack people in. So it's going to be interesting how they do it. Supposedly they're going to like yeah. space everyone out and all that yeah, shit. Have hand washing stations, all that. Supposedly be. have like a COVID person okay. like a, that's going to be like directing, like I guess walking around and making sure everything's kosher and all that shit. Maybe better in GCW, but we'll see about that. I don't trust wrestling companies yeah, we'll when see they about promise that. this shit after hearing about all that mess. So. I doubt it's going to be as fun as the last MLW show we went to just because last show had strong arts and shit. And that was the main that reason we went to awesome, it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I'm going to go there. I'm going to get drunk and I'm just going to have a fun yeah. time. So <laughs> hope if we, if we go, I, we haven't decided yet if we're going to go yeah. there, but be nice to I definitely want to go to some wrestling sometimes. I'll even go to a GCW show, even though they're not my favorite promotion Ugh. right now, but I, I don't care what it is. Well, I kinda, the TOS is coming up. Oh yeah. Tournament survival. That'd be really fucking fun. So I'll, I guess I'll, I always yeah. love seeing death matches. So I could definitely yeah. go to see that. But, uh, I trust those pants. That's a problem, but at least we'll be covered, I guess. <sighs> uh, let's see, but that's it for really Western news I want to talk about. Uh, Japanese indie news. That's not really Japanese indie news. Japan in general is uh, Japan declared another state of emergency for Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and Hyogo prefectures starting yesterday, April 25th to May 11th. And it pretty much affected the entire wrestling scene in yeah. Japan. So uh, <laughs> get used to that. We're back to no people fan, no people shit, shit getting canceled, all that fun stuff. Probably should have been happening anyway, but, you know. I really think they're just trying to get it under control as much as they can before the Olympics. Even though the Olympics oh, aren't going to have fans anyway now. Yeah, I'm like, they're not going to have fans, so it's like, is it that much of a big deal? Well, I mean, it's a big deal. You definitely should try and keep it down, but it's like, there's going to be no fans. What the hell? But, uh, rough idea of, like, events that have so far been affected by it is uh, DT and Tokyo Joshi shows during mm-hmm. that time frame will be without fans. And the May 9th Tokyo Joshi show will be postponed. Uh, Gumbara and Freedoms both canceled the Korokins. Stardom basically canceled all the shows during that time frame. Noah's big show with Mudo and Kitamiya is still going on as planned because it's in Fukuoka, I think. But uh, the following Korokin Hall shows will be no people shows. Uh, the rest of Champions Carnival, including the final night, uh. will take place without fans. Dragon Gate basically canceled all their shows during that time frame except for Dead or Alive because that's in Kobe, I think. But either way, it's not in like the affected area, so that's why they're still going along with it. Uh, Big Japan canceled a bunch of shows, too. And then uh, New Japan just canceled three Cork and Hall shows today. They could have been canceled shows just because, but... Uh... Don't worry, we got eight Cork and Hall shows coming from... Or seven or eight from the next tour. Yes! <laughs> uh, Love it. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna... We'll see how long it goes if they continue it, because they could always continue it longer than that. Like, what, the 11th? Yeah. I hope not, because... This was, uh, once I found out about, like, the No People shows being the thing, I kind of killed my interest in a lot of the stuff that's upcoming, mm-hmm. including some of the DT shows, but I'm not going to talk about that. But, no, there's definitely some, it's going to definitely hurt shows being back to no fans, and also just making shows that would have happened being canceled. Like, I was excited for that Freedom's Cork and Hall show, but, because yeah. they're always really pretty fun, and then now it's just not going to happen, so. I guess we'll see what happens, but. Hopefully everything gets back to normal again in Japan, but we'll see because their vaccine rollout's not doing too hot really either. I don't think they really even have one right now, do they? Not much of one. I think. Yeah, I was like, their rollout's really not going to start hitting until like, later this year, I think. Yeah, I think they just started doing like uh, oh, elderly God. like not a couple of weeks ago, I think. That's going to take them 2,000 fucking years because all those people were fucking old. Yeah, so it's going to be a while. 
But uh, that's really the biggest news in Japan right now. But uh, also, uh, we did get some news from uh, Tokyo Joshi. One of the things pretty much right happened right after we recorded, I think, last week. Yeah. Was uh, Sana like Shiori, day, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, Sana Shiori has uh, graduated from Tokyo Joshi due to a chronic illness. After a recommendation from her doctor, she faced Hikari Noah in her final match on April 24th. Someone got to check that out. Was that live? I think it was. It wasn't live. It's uh, going up VOD, I'm pretty sure, tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I definitely want to check that out. Cause yeah, me too. Really sad to see her uh, reti- graduate, retire, whatever you want to call it. But I definitely, I was really open. I was really excited for her future because she was really improving pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I did like she kind of like uh, changed up hair and all that shit for her date for her that uh, was cute, graduation. Yeah. Man. Hikari just can't get luck with tag partners, and first, uh, Natsumi fucking goes to stardom, and now Sana's graduating. But, uh... It's time for... Well, this makes sense now. Now she's gotta be big singles, uh, Hikari. Yeah, but... At least some good news from Tokyo Joshi is we got some more matches announced for the, uh, May 4th Corkin. Not gonna go through all the matches announced, but we got the big matches here, um... Hikari Noah is challenging, uh, Kamiyu for the International Princess title. She better fucking win. <laughs> no, I won't be... I... I really don't have a feel on if she's going to win or not, honestly. I don't it, know either. Because this was the final for the yeah. princess, like the decider thing after uh, Thunder Rosa had to relinquish it. So they could now, oh, Hikari's grown now. She can finally beat Kamiyu. That'd be a nice little story to tell. Or you just have Kamiyu continue because I've been enjoying her reign a lot. So. I'll say either way I'm happy just because I like both of them. And yeah, Kamiyu's been pretty damn good. So Yeah, I don't think it's really a bad complain. decision either way. Yeah, honestly. We got uh, Mariah and Suzume challenging Niobe Shiki Gun for the tag title, so that should be pretty good, maybe. Definitely Mariah. I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah, I was going to say. Suzume's been pretty good. She's, mm-hmm. she's definitely a lot more, obviously, she's, she's a lot better, a lot than, better than what she started, yeah. But, yeah. But I think she's improved a lot in the past year, so I'm I feel like almost everyone on the roster has, like. I mean, Doki Joji pretty much always improving, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we also got a, a three-way number one contender match. Uh, Mizuki versus Shoko Nakajima versus Yuka Sakazaki. Winner is going to face the winner of uh, Miyu and Rika Tatsumi, which is going to be on the same show. But they're going to, whoever wins both of those matches, they're going to be facing at uh, Cyberfest. I definitely think Rika is going to retain. That's where I'm feeling. Especially, well, I think it was going to, she was going to retain anyway, even without. But now that, especially now that's no people, I think Rika is going to retain and defend at um, Cyberfest. I think she'll probably drop it there. I guess, I mean, she could also retain there too, but I think it's a good time to crown new champ in front of like a big crowd yeah. and all that kind of fun stuff if we're looking at the three pe- got people that are gonna would face rika i think all are good decisions all are great decisions but i think but i think it, yuka's the least likely yeah um, she was last champion exactly yeah so i'd say yeah it's mizuki or shoko but something i like about this like these three this three-way um contender is like everyone has a reason to be there yuko is the last exactly. champ shoko is the champ right before her so they were the last two champions and mizuki is the one that won the princess cup like, she already lost her title shot, but still, she's one of the more recent challengers. So I think all three have a good shot on winning. I'm thinking Mizuki's going to win and then beat Rika for the title, finally get that crowning achievement. But I don't know. It's not going to be a bad decision either way. It's just... Oh, yeah. I think Shoko or Yuka both winning is kind of a boring decision, personally. Yeah, true. Like, I love both of them. They're great wrestlers. It's just they've already been in that scene a lot. So I'd like to see something new, but we'll see, I guess. Really excited for that Cork and Hall show, even if it's going to be without fans, because there's a lot of matches lined up that look really good. Let's see, uh, Dragon Gate news, we got, uh, I don't think it's a full card for Dead or Alive, but it's the majority of it. Definitely, I don't know how many more matches they could add, to be honest, but, because they got, like, what, like, six here? They could always add some more undercard matches, they probably will, but this is, like, the meat of the card, so we can go through what's going to be coming for Dead or Alive 2021 on May 5th. Got the main event, which is going to be Dragon Kid and SB Kento versus Kai and Yamato. And a Mask versus Hair Steel Cage Survival Tag Team match. I think we mentioned on the beginning, it's like whichever team wins will be uh, immediately facing each other in a Hair versus Hair, or Mask versus Mask, or Mask versus Hair match, whichever team wins. Got Shun Skywalker defending the Dreamgate title against Hip Hop Kikuda. I uh, hope that's good. Uh, I'll say, let me just not. Got Masaki Mojizuki and Takashi Yoshida. Defending the Twin Gate Championship match against uh, Kaito Ishida and Kazuma Sakamoto. That should be pretty good. Uh, Keisuke Okuda versus UT for the Open the... That's wrong. Open, for the, open the Brave Gate title. I'm definitely excited for that. Let's go UT. Get all my Natural Vibe yeah, boys with some boy. belts. I say that, but Natural Vibes are defending the Triangle Gate titles against uh, 
Masquerade, uh, Dragon Dia, Jason Lee, and La Estrella. I think they'll win that. So uh, UT, I think UT is going to win the Brave Gate, and then Natural Vibes are going to drop the Twin Gate or the Triangle Gate to Masquerade. Finally, belt them boys up, give them something. Because Mas- Masquerade hasn't really gotten a whole lot, other than obviously Shun's Dream Gate run. Yeah. But I'd like to see the other guys get something at least. I mean, you could always have Natural Vibes retained. Doesn't really matter. It's Triangle Gate, but. And then special uh, tag match can have Masato Yoshino, Noroki Doi, Ada, and BB Hulk versus uh, four opponents haven't been announced yet. With the special caveat that Yoshino and Doi both have to wear red. That's the only way Ada and Hulk would agree to team with them. So that's going to be pretty fun. Not a problem for Doi, but... Or whoever it was. I forgot who said was, they don't it, have red gear. It was Yoshino, Yoshino that doesn't have uh, okay. red gear. I think he was saying he was like getting rid of it now because he's about <laughs> to retire. And then Doi has pretty much every color imaginable, honestly. That's right, King. I uh, see. Cyberfight news... Uh, for just DDT, really, uh, Chris Brooks versus Saki Akai for the extreme title will be a non-step match. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about that. I get the gist, but like it's a little disappointing. Oh, well, I think they definitely justified it in the press conference. Oh, it make, yeah, and it makes they sense with the build. Did. Like I'm not, I have no problem with that. It makes perfect sense. It's just as far as like the match itself. I don't know if I wanted. To. I don't know if I, I want to straight match between them. Yeah. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, and then. Uh, Late news now, but uh, Naomi Yoshimura is a return match. He'll be teaming up with Harashima <sighs> to face Yuki Ueno and Mao on May 9th. In front of no one. In front of no fans, unfortunately. But I'll scream for him for him from here, so it's all good. Either way, I'm definitely excited for the match. And I would have prefer, definitely would have preferred, preferred Ueno versus Yoshimura in a singles match, but I'll take this. Uh, and then lastly, All Japan News, uh, the Saito brothers are finally going to debut. Their debut match is going to be against uh, Nakanoe and Sekimoto from East Big Mode. Japan o- on the... Uh, May 16th at award show. It's a huge debut. And uh, also on that show, uh, Strong Hearts are finally going to show up in Ooh. All Japan on that show, too. And we're going to have a junior title match, which we'll talk about once we talk about the Champions Carnival shows. But that's really it for all the news. Uh, for what's airing this week, uh, not a whole lot, really. It's kind of a weekly week, especially because everything's getting canceled and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Most of it is shit that's air- already took place and now is finally airing. Actress Girls, uh, April 4th, aired on Nico Pro, April 25th. New Japan aired a uh, Road to Dontaku show today, April 26th. That had, uh, that had Okan and Naito and uh, Sonata and Henare. I'm at least going to try and get someone's login to watch uh, Naito and uh, Okan because I remember I really enjoyed their New Japan Cup match. So It's like the one show on this tour I'm really interested in, really. And then after that, we're going to have two nights of uh, Satsumono Kuni on Ooh. April 28th and 29th. All in New Japan World. I'm going to look this up because I'm generally curious on what's on this show because I, I have no fucking idea what's no on these shows. No one knows what's going on in New Japan because you can't fucking give anything. So I don't know what the hell or when it's going on. Yeah, literally the only reason I, I was able to keep up with New Japan is like Through Discord gifts. and GIFs. And some the few people I follow on Twitter that still talk about it. What is on the schedule here? Again, it's probably it's probably two nights for no reason. I bet both cards are probably ass, and probably should have been one night. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Multi uh, young line tag, multi man tag, multi man tag, multi man tag. Yano versus Evil in that blindfold match, basically oh, for KOPW, and the main event a uh, junior tag title match. For some reason, they're doing this again. Well, they updated uh, shows render at least. That's something. Oh, I guess. they did. Yeah. Oh. Let's see, and then that's the Wednesday show. It's Thursday. At least, uh, see, Young Lion, Multi-Man Tag, Multi-Man Tag, Multi-Man Tag. Uh, Naito, Shingo versus Oka and Osprey. They're really setting up Naito and Osprey, aren't they? Fuck me, man. Fuck off. They're definitely doing that. If they... Oh, we're I never... refuse. I refuse. I hope if they're I doing refuse. that, at least they're waiting until Dominion and not having him be the fucking Yokohama show. I think they... Well, never mind. Because that'd be fucking annoying. This is ghetto, so... If, like, all the... Osprey's already got Okada because Shingo's not beating him. You're fucking kidding Fuck if you no, think he is. I was but... going to say. He's going to beat got, his ass again. got Shingo at Dontaku. You got nobody at Yokohama at the moment. And then you got Okada at the Dome. I swear to God, they fit... He's Yokohama, then. More than likely. Which Ta- is absolute travesty. I hope it's just fucking Tana defending the never title or something yeah, against somebody. Yeah, let's, let's just hope for that because 
If they're doing Naito for the title, it needs to be a Dominion. I'm so tired. Anyway, no, I don't care. I'm, I haven't watched fucking New Japan since Soccer Genesis. I still like Naito. So. And then uh, main event of that is fucking Tana and Ibushi versus Henry and Cobb. Oh, for fuck God's sake. Why is that the main event not Naito and the Shingo tag? I fucking no. I don't ask what they do. That makes no sense. Anyway. They don't make sense. <laughs> anyway... There's not even any title match on this show. What? This literally That's should have literally been two nights. so fucking boring. Or it should have been one night, I mean. But anyway, I'd... there's your New Japan talk. That's all we're going to talk about them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ice Ribbon, April 18th. There on Nico, April 26th. Uh, Seedling had a live pay-per-view on April 26th. All Japan's Champions Carnival continues live on All Japan TV, April 28th, 29th, and then wraps up with the final night on May 3rd. Freedoms, April 15th, airs on Nico, April 28th. And Noah airs live on Abima, Fight, and Russell Universe. You have plenty of options to watch the show. I'm curious if Abima is going to be region locked this time because it is available on Fight and Russell Universe. Probably, to be honest. We'll see. I think Russell Universe is going to be the uh, English feed, so Fight and Russell Universe is going to be the same thing. So you might as well just sub to Russell Universe. But, yeah, it's going to be April 29th. And then on May 2nd, they're going to have uh, one of the empty, hall, empty Cork and Hall shows on Russell Universe. But for the uh, April 29th card... Uh, Stacked, no, I won't say stacked, but it's a full card, I guess. There's fucking eight matches on the show. So that means at least three are going to go way over time that they should, so yay. Uh, but the main event is Keiji Muda versus Masakita Mia for the GHC title. Kazuyuki Fujita versus Takashi Sugiura for the GHC national title. That's definitely the match I'm most excited about on the show. You got Naomichi Marafuji, Masaki Mojizuki, and Masato Tanaka. Versus Kaito Kiyomiya, Yoshiki Inamura, and Kenya Okada. Yoshinari Ogawa and Hayata versus Nosawa Rongai and Ikuda Hidaka for the GHC Junior Tag. Kazushi Sakuraba, Kazunari Murakami, and Kendo Kashin versus Mohamed Yone, Shuhei Taniguchi, and Masao Noe. Kotaro Suzuki versus Yuya Susumu in a singles match. Katsuhiko Nakajima and Nio versus Akitoshi Saito and Junta Miyaki. And Atsushi Kotoge, Daisuke Harada, and Yasutaka Yano versus Yohei. Seki Yoshioka and Hajime Ohara. Like I said, full card. Not a whole lot to sink your teeth into, in my opinion, other than the two title matches, or two big title matches. And if you notice, I guess I, didn't, I forgot to put this even in the no, in the um, news, but a uh, noticeable lack of Congo on this card, and that's because uh, Keno tests positive for, the, for uh, COVID-19. And who was it? It was uh, Hao and uh, Manaba Soya that both, were in close contact with him. Tadasuke also. Oh, Tadasuke also, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those three were are taking off cards. They didn't test positive themselves, but just because they were in close contact with Keno, they got pulled for these cards. So, Congo really right now is just aggression and uh, Neo. And Neo almost got hurt too. I was going to say, my man's the leader, so shut the fuck up. This is the beginning. But yeah, that's what's airing this week. So, uh, let's get into the One Wrestling Roundup where we talk about all the other wrestling we, talked, we watched this past two weeks, really. And, uh, honestly, not a whole lot. <laughs> Thank God. I get so burnt out on this shit. We watch AEW both weeks, but honestly, I don't... I don't have... remember, like, anything. Yeah, I did not pay attention <laughs> to this. Especially last week, I just don't remember anything about last it. Last week's so. meh. So, yeah. No, was that? No. What? Was Darby and Har- Matt Hardy this week or last week? Last week, because this week was, um, or this whatever week. Oh, Jungle Boy, right. Jungle Boy, yeah. Because this Wednesday, he's facing... Ten from I the think, Dark Order? I think so, Something yeah. Like one of the numbers. I don't fucking know. They're really trying to cram in these Darby uh, title matches, that's for sure. It's he's going to hit Cody's record very quick. I think he's almost there, honestly. I'm like, are y'all just trying to shove him in with all these things so you can finally get that shit off of him? Well, the problem with his fucking reign is that the whole the beginning the of it was all sting shit, so he didn't defend it at all, and now he's going now they're defense, cramming defense, it, yeah. defense, and I'm like... They're, tr- they're really tri- tiring. I get it, but... I'm just now curious if he's going to beat Cody's record or not, because Cody's like... Defended that thing like a million times, so he's he should be getting pretty close by now. Probably with all these defenses. Probably will. So we'll see about that. But uh, did watch uh, Tokyo Joshi from uh, April seventeenth. I didn't really take any notes on it, but uh, had a really fun time watching the show. Yeah. Like just enjoyable throughout, and the top matches all delivered. Much like pretty much all these Tokyo Joshi Cork and Hall shows have been lately this year. Like yep, jo- Tokyo Joshi's been one of my favorite promotions to follow this year. We had a uh, Kari Noah versus Miyu Yamashita. It's just fucking ridiculous. I think it was definitely yeah, so it was definitely Kari's um, best match of her career so far that I've seen. And a large part of that was just how perfect her selling was, yeah. like selling Miyu's kicks. Like she sold that like she was fucking dead. That one like that was amazing. Hook kick. God, that's definitely a match you need to 
drop everything if you haven't seen it. Agreed. Uh, international Princess match was wasn't quite as good as the, like the Mariah Mayumi show from earlier mm-hmm. in the year, but this is still pretty awesome. I just love how much of a bully Kamiyu is now, and if she's just gonna continue this reign and just bully people, I'm definitely fine with that. Just yeah. Have her bully the <laughs> fucking roster, but yeah, this is more of the same from her. She's been really great in this title reign. Uh, tag title match was really fun. I don't think it was anything great though. Like it, it's really like it is sad to see Bakurat's sisters lose already. Mm. I thought they had a. I think they. I would like to see them out longer, reign, honestly. But, mm. <laughs> but uh, I'm always Shout down out. for I'm always down for some Neo Bishiki Gun teams with the tag titles. Definitely, I definitely think the. Um, I'm not blanking on her name. Fucking um, Miss Al. Like I think Miss Al and Saki was more fun, honestly, as a team compared to May and Saki. But I mean, they're both great. So it's, it's whatever. It's Neo Bishiki Gun. They're always fun. I. I don't know how people don't like them, honestly. They're so uh, yeah, they're so fun. And then the main event, uh, Rika's title, like with uh, Rika defending against Maki Ito. Like her Rika's title reign continues to just be pretty so pretty awesome so far. I think this might be my favorite of her title defenses, honestly, because mm. Maki's story and like her rise to the top and then still failing to get the job done in the end. And uh, like I said, I think we were talking when we were talking about the Cork and Hall show. I just I really hope she retains against Miyu because I've been enjoying this reign a lot. And the only other thing we talked about, we watched other than Champions Carnival was Impact Rebellion this past weekend. Uh, uh, not that good of a show, no. but I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't I expecting never, much. Yeah, I was going to say, I never go into fucking Impact with high expectations. But, uh, let's see, I didn't love the X Division match. Nah. Once you add TJP, no. And then, I'm going to be the one person that, <laughs> okay, I like Josh. I do. I really do. I'm glad he, he, you know, he got the title. But what the fuck? Why put it? Why, why did you put it on Ace when you could have literally just had Josh beat TJP when he was facing him like a month ago? I don't know. Like I definitely would have much preferred this just be a singles match between Ace and Alexander anyway. That would have been flame. And they were both good, but yeah. It'd be nice for someone in this that has his belt to actually just hold it for a little bit because it feels like it's they swapped the title. Potato they, title like this entire like Holy no people fuck. era of impact they just flip-flop this title the entire time and i won't go say it's like devaluing the title or anything or what like that but it's just like just pick someone and go with them i know please at least for a little bit like damn and i there's one thing one spot they do in these matches a lot it's like the triple submission spots and these like three I, and it's tgp is almost always involved with it too and i'm just like it's so fucking corny i i don't know why really people cor- like this shit like, they're really corny people were loving that shit and i was just like um no i just, I just can't i, I hate that, that shit so much and they did it like twice mm-hmm let's see big Kaz joined uh eric's young group that was Excuse choice me his name is w morrissey his real name William Morrissey. But, uh, <laughs> I guess they just kind of had to scramble to get someone since Eric got hurt, probably in the middle of the tapings. Yeah. So they just had to get someone. At least it's not Enzo. But, <sighs> I won't, he probably isn't that far far behind no, if they got Kaz. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, I didn't pay attention at all to that Zack Ryder match, other than, like, it his fucking entrance stupid. gear was fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, his entrance gear was so weird. I, I don't like, know what, what he was going for. It was fucking so weird. It's fucking, like, dinosaur-esque like spikes and yeah, shit like spikes from that era. era and like just some like splatter paint it was really strange uh see the women's tag was kind of bad women's tag was bad there's a lot of botch spots i just remember caitlin like repeatedly like asking why everyone was in blue in the match like they were all in blue gear <laughs> she kept asking that and i was like i don't know <laughs> i'm like how the fuck are you all in blue uh the last man sandy match was there but funny Trey get just getting his ass destroyed by Sammy for the majority of it. And the then, table impaled. The commentary was killing me. Like, yeah, it's like the commentary was saying like he got impaled no. by some table chair, table or table legs. But no, he just like landed on the middle part. Like it still hurt, obviously. Like that's probably a bitch, a fucking terrible spot to fucking take. But he wasn't impaled. <laughs> they, and they just kept saying it over it and like, over again. It was, they were really selling that table. I was like, um. Is this, like, this isn't even a table match. Why are we selling this part so hard? And there were so many worse spots they took than oh, that. Yeah. So there were a lot worse. But now he's had to get impaled by the table, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a tag title match with Finjuice and Good Brothers. I thought it was fine enough. Um, I'm really surprised Finjuice actually retained. Very shocked, but it, I'm pretty sure it was a rolled-up pin. Yeah, it was, so... it was definitely quick, so it wouldn't surprise me if they go back they're to gonna it. They're going to get, yeah. Or at the very least, they were trying to protect 
Good Brothers. Could, yeah, probably, you know, but, to be honest. But who gives a shit? But I figured this was a perfect time for them to drop it back to an Impact team. But uh, then again, Good Brothers are busy with Kenny and on AEW and all that. So I guess they're not ideal to have the belts either right now because you probably want them to be able to take L's and AEW as Kenny's boys. Yeah, that too. Because someone's going to have to. <laughs> uh, see, women's title uh, was there. It was weird. Like, I'm kind of surprised Tennille didn't win, but it kind of makes sense with, like, the re-debut after the match. Really? You were surprised? Yeah, I, I kind of really? figured Tennille's going to win. Nah, I know. I knew she had no shot. I don't know. I'm just waiting for someone to beat It's going to be Taylor. It's going to be Taylor Wilde. But, yeah, like I said, the match is there. It didn't really do anything for me. Had a lot, had some sloppy stuff. Just like I the, just... the tag title match had way more sloppy stuff than this did. But that was a, kind of a theme of this show, honestly. Very There's sloppy. a lot of sloppy stuff on it. I was like, there was a lot of interference spots, too. It felt like... Well, that's what a lot of that match was, was interference spots. interference. I was like, good And the problem Lord. is, like, both women in the match, a lot of the matches now have interference because Tineo yep. has Caleb with a K, and then, uh, <laughs> fuck, well, I forgot her name. Deanna has uh, Kimberly and Susie, Susan, mm-hmm. or Susie, what, what is her name now? Susie, Susie, Susan? Susan, yeah. Susan, okay. But yeah, yeah, Susie is like the little cheerleader looking Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. And the main event with uh, Kenneth Omega winning the Impact title. Um, I haven't seen much of a reaction to this match, but I thought it was... I'm actually very surprised I saw like not a lot of reactions yeah. to this. I thought it was good, but it had a lot of sloppiness. Like some botches that really hurt the match, including like this really bad one where Kenny like went to do a one-winged angel off like Oof. the second rope. And I think we're just supposed to do a sunflip, flip, sunset flip to counter it, but he like slipped or something, and it made it look like Kenny just like took a phantom bump off the top rope, just made him look really bad. Like Rich was just not good in this match at all, really. Like his like Mm-mm. the majority of the sloppiness in the match was from him. Like I'm not saying Kenny wasn't didn't do some bad stuff too, but really like I would put the most of the blame of this on Rich, honestly. Plus it had this like weird unnecessary ref bump because like they had two very ref- weird, like very they- odd, which played nowhere into the finish yeah it's like uh rich did his usual like springboard like cutter bullshit but kenny moved the ref like this impact ref into the way and he hit, hit yeah. the impact ref leaving it just uh aubrey edward at aubrey edwards as AEW ref to the referee the match and i guess kenny thought she, oh she's AEW. she'll let me cheat because he grabbed a chair mm-hmm. and was gonna hit it with her but she's uh like, yeah like it was like they had the two refs but it was really just all to set up that ref bump mid-match that really did nothing at all to help the match it's just completely unnecessary i won't say it was like a, a bad it, or anything yeah i don't think it like took like a whole bunch away it was just it was just annoying it was just a lot a whole lot of melodrama and shit and, like aubrey like acting like she was like refusing like i don't know what she was trying to do i don't know it was just all weird but uh also didn't help that there was like literally no chance for rich to win this so that kind of killed it a bit too just because Near the end, you were just waiting for Kenny to finally hit a one-wing and a and win. Yep. Just match had a lot going against it. I still enjoyed it for the most part, but I could see why people were disappointed. And I didn't like it that much. <laughs> honestly, I'm just happy Kenny won because he's more interesting of a champ than Rich was, to be honest, because Rich kind of did nothing for me at all as Impact Champion. The thing is, now it's more interesting because you're like, who is he going to drop it to? I don't think they have anyone on that roster that There's should beat him. No Kenny, honestly, like Kenny is way impact above ro- yeah. impact at all. I hate Kenny, but he that roster, no. There's no one there. Like you, well, you're pointing out someone, and I was like, oh god, it's gonna yeah. happen. If someone currently on the roster, I think it's gonna be Trey Miguel. I don't want it, but I think that's what they're gonna Which do. It's horrible. It should be Ace, in my opinion, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think they're clearly gonna build him up as something because like. There's no other reason for him to stay on Impact if he wasn't going to win the title eventually. That's the thing, yeah, because it's like he's really been kind of just floating around doing nothing. Kind of did X Division, then did the Sammy shit, and it's like he got the win there. So it's like I have a feeling that they definitely are trying to um, boost him up a little bit in the ranks there, I guess. Uh, I think they're going to run Moose back. Not back, oh, but I think definitely me. Moose is going to get a title shot Jesus. eventually. But beyond, Eddie probably will. Too. I I'll take that one. I could definitely see Eddie getting a title match against Kenny. That might not be that bad, just because Eddie oh, I think that'd be can good, work honestly. magic. <laughs> but, Shut up. Kenny sucks. Fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like they have uh, they announced three shows coming up to, I think it looks like, I think it's like two of their like web pay-per-views, and then Slammiversary is going to be in July. And obviously they handed a bunch of people that are recently released from WWE. Someone put up an idea that I think could actually work for Impact if they wanted to go it with it and it's actually would be just 
something definitely not planned because they probably honestly they probably do have planned that Trey's gonna win it. What they should do is get Samoa Joe in here and have fucking win beat Kenny for the title. Oh my god! Well, well, we didn't talk about that little you know, yeah, the, the little yeah. teaser thing. They did a little teaser and they did this last year also, so no one get hyped. But yeah, I'm not getting super excited for Joe. I wouldn't expect him to go to Impact honestly. I wouldn't if I was him. But I wouldn't either, but, you know. If they want to have him do a pit stop and impact and then go wherever else he's going to do, he's one guy I think does have the star power to actually be able to beat Kenny and it not be as bad. So, if they wanted to have Joe win the belt off Kenny and then put over whoever the next guy is going to be, because him losing to some impact guy ain't going to hurt Joe either. That's not going to hurt Kenny either. It's just, like, none of those guys – everyone's going to bitch whoever Kenny loses to, I was going to say, people are going to complain, like, which, whoever he loses to, he could lose the fucking, like, I don't even know, some other top star, and they'll fucking complain and say Kenny's above them. And I'm just like, shut up. I mean, Kenny is kind of above the entire neck roster, but... He ain't above me, so I'll go in. But, uh, yeah, that was Impact. Uh, don't think I'd recommend watching it, but, um... If you want to watch the main event, sure. Yeah, I think the main event, that's fine. You see the spots that they fucked up. Oh, my, yeah. This, I'm pretty sure this show was live. I don't know. I don't think it was. I think it was taped. I don't think they would have kept those botches in. And plus, someone pointed... Someone made a good point. They made a, um... Like, on commentary, they made a uh, comment, like, regarding the day before with um, UFC. Some about... Oh, I think it was in Zach and... Um, yeah, whatever his name is, Mash. I said Zach. <laughs> but, um... They are talking about that Weeman dude who got, like, his leg injured. So, that's why I was kind of like, maybe it was live? Because that would have been, like, way too late for them to be taping and shit, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, check it out if you want to, I guess. No. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the main topic for the weekend. It's going to be All Trans Champions Carnival, the la- latest four days. Do our full catch-up on it because... Someone else talk about it. Oh. <laughs> we watched this all this Scared. weekend, man, because, <laughs> like I said, I did not feel like watching it when we got our shots and just wanted to t- break off, but... There's definitely a lot of stuff I enjoyed in, on these four nights. And there's also stuff that... But the problem is the night we left off on was <laughs> the worst night of the tournament. Yeah, I am. made that, right? We watched it, and I was sitting here, and I was like, I don't want to watch the rest of this. This is... like, The show wasn't bad. It was just fucking boring, and there's just nothing to sink your teeth into at all. But let's kick off with that one. It's from uh, the um, April 17th show, night four, I believe. Yeah, whatever, not yet. Had a first match of the tournament. We're only gonna talk about tournament matches too, just just like uh, last episode. But yeah, first tournament match was Kohei Sato defeating Shotaro Ashino in 9:49. Ashino uh, comes off that hot win off Kento and goes and jobs Kohei Sato. Fucking perfect booking of my boy. But uh, that was solid enough match. Like I love the little slap fight to start. Sato just like kicking the shit out of Ashino and him refusing to stay down was pretty awesome. And I said, like I said, not a fan of Ashina losing Sato, but it is what it is. I think they kept him looking good even in defeat anyway, but definitely easily skippable if you aren't a completionist, much like this show as a whole. <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, it's kind of surprising to see where Sato even stands at this point, but I guess we'll talk about that um, after we go through the roundup of all this stuff. But, um, yeah, I thought the match overall was okay. Definitely had some hard-hitting, like, chops and shit, but... Overall, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, it was fine if you're a fan of either or. I guess you can watch it, but that's pretty much about it. See, next match, Swama defeating Koji Doi by referee stoppage in 658. I'm uh, very much enjoying them keeping Swama mostly to the beginning of the tournament matches, so his matches are on the short end until, like, the last yeah, show we're talking about. But Doi, while he's been – he hasn't been having any classics or anything. He hasn't had the time. Yeah, he hasn't really well, had time, but he's been a fun addition to the field. He's been having pretty good matches with everyone. More of the same of that here. Mostly just him beating the shit out of Swama before Swama hit a Larry in a suplex and beat him for the got him for the win. Uh, or Doi's no sold that, but then immediately got put in the sleeper and the ref called it. So yeah, it was a fine little seven minute match. Nothing really to watch. Like you don't need to watch this. No, I was gonna say fine match. Um, like you said, it kept a Swama match pretty um short. So there's that, which I can't really say is like a. You know, I don't really care that much. I'm not. Well, Swama's been good. Yeah. This tournament. It's just like I think you can he, always I, tell I think when he's his been matches. better off in the uh, like the he him having shorter matches has been very good for him, such because when it matters and you guys go long, it can be fucking great. That's a good yeah. Uh, that's a really good point. 
that's kind of like how Sato has been working mostly. It's like mm. it's nothing really blow away, but maybe once he finally like he's well, has, he did have a good damn match. So the Sato's still having good matches. But I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, Swama's Swama's doing good. Let's stop. Let's finish it there. Hey. I guess. Uh, next match was uh, Jake Lee for defeating Shinjiro Otani in 10 of 7. Uh, this was not good, really. Uh, Jake tripping up Otani went to, like, when when Otani went to do the running boot was a great spot, but that's, like, really the highlight of the match for me. Like, I'm just kind of struggling to get in Jake Lee matches in Carnival until, like, a certain one we're going to talk about on a coming night. Like, he's got all the, all the charisma as a heel, but his matches just haven't been doing that much for me. Uh, this one wasn't much different than that. I didn't hate anything about the match or anything. It wasn't bad. It was just... I don't know. Decent little back and forth spots. Otani had some good babyface comebacks, but Jake's offense just didn't really get me going at all in this match. Yeah, I was like, again, this was just this was a fine match. I guess it was there. Um, yeah, I thought Otani was fine here. Um, yeah, Jake was fine. I don't know. I thought it was just okay overall. I don't. Th- this night, I just don't have a whole lot to say about it overall. So it's pretty much just gonna be the same shit. And your main event was Yuma Aoyagi defeating Zeus in 1435. Two of the best performers in the tournament so far having a match. Surprise, surprise, was very good. If you're going to watch anything from the show, it would mm. definitely be this. Because Yuma's just been killing the tournament. That said, I don't think it was must see. Yeah. I kind of had ho- higher hopes for this when I looked at it on paper. But if you got to rec- recommend anything from the show, this is the match. The finish was a little flat. It wasn't really definitive. Kind of Yuma snuck out the win more than anything. Yeah. But... I don't know. Definitely expected more from these two. They didn't really deliver it, but this whole show as a whole was just kind of a disappointment on it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this this night overall was just flat. Um, yeah, this was by far the best match of the night, and it's not really close, and even then, the match itself was just good. Um, I didn't care about the finish. That didn't really deter me or anything. Um, it definitely like started to kill each other at the end, though. But the rest of the match was kind of... I don't know how to describe it. It just kind of fell flat for me a little bit because it kind of felt like they weren't doing a whole lot until closer to the end, but whatever, I don't know. I don't remember it really, so that tells you something. But we get back into some good stuff with uh, Night 5 from uh, April 18th. Had uh, Kento Miyahara defeating Koji Doi and 9.20. Really fun sprint. Way fast. Like, way faster paced early on than I would have expected with both guys. Just rushing in to hit moves right from the jump. Mm. Didn't really slow down until, like, they fought to the ramp and kept go- like, just trying to slam each other on it before Doi hit Kento with a DT on the ramp. Had a good submission tease with Doi nearly getting the win. But in the end, Kento hit a German to take control, followed by two knees to- for a near fall. Doi countered the straight jacket German because everyone does <laughs> and hit this nasty-looking lariat on Kento. But uh, finally, Kento was able to actually get the straight jacket German in for the win. This is probably my favorite doing match of the tournament. Just really fun, fast-paced sprint. I say that, but another one might have been a little bit more fun than oh, me. But yeah, I know which one you're talking about. But no, this is really fun. Watch, definitely uh, one of the one of the best doys looked in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say this was um, definitely a fun way to start this night, and uh, definitely got me more excited for Champion Carnival again after watching the other night. So. But yeah, both of them were very good here. I think Kento's actually been killing it pretty much. I don't I feel like people haven't really said too much about Kento, or maybe I just miss out on that. Everyone's been talking about Yuma also. I was so say, uh, right now. <laughs> but Kento's honestly been having a really good champion carnival. I think he looks a lot better than what he was looking like last year, so uh definitely no complaints there. And then Doi was just awesome here. He he was really, really good. Uh, next match was Shinjiro Otani defeating uh, Shuji Ishikawa in 10:49. I don't know, just two old dudes beating the shit out of each other. Like, what's not to like? Uh, slap fight to start. Shuji doing this like diving knee to the floor off the even was fucking crazy. Uh, really, the entire match is just Shuji dominating the smaller Otani and him selling the whole time, which Otani's fucking great at. Mm. Anytime Otani got on a roll, Shuji just like struck him down until finally Otani snuck the win with a submission hold. Just excellent work from both guys. Otani stays. One of, if not the best guy in the tournament. He's just been fucking killing it, just like Yuma. But, yeah, good shit. Yeah, like you said, legit, if you like two old dudes beating the shit out of each other, this is the match for you, and it fucking rolled. Definitely um, Shuji's best match by far, this Champions Carnival. Um, Otani, again, looked great. Really sold everything well. 
But yeah, it was just it was just funny to see Shooty just beat the ever living hell out of him. But I mean, he is the bigger guy, so it makes sense. But yeah, definitely a really good match. Next match was Kohei Sato defeating Zeus in 1121. Uh, this match is fucking dud, honestly. Like it was really dull. Yeah. Thank it, you. it had some moments, I guess, but it was like mostly I was just bored watching this. Like the it started too way too slow. Yeah, this is like one the one match on this show. I definitely don't think you need to check out. Is yeah. The only dark spot really on the this show because this show is really fun. Especially mm-hmm. when we get to the main event. I think it's the main event of the show. It is the main event if you're talking about uh yeah yeah was, the yeah the main event was uh. <laughs> or do you have anything to say about Zeus and? Uh, I was gonna say it's pretty much the same. I didn't care for it. Well, let's get into the main event here. Uh, Yume Aoyagi defeating Jake Lee in 17-23. Pretty easily my favorite Jake match yeah. of the tournament up to this point. <laughs> it helps he's facing the MVP of the tournament, Yuma. But like, it wasn't perfect, but his offense was just much more entertaining to me here compared to like the rest of his tournament. And having a world-class seller like Yuma there yeah. always helps. Yuma in his own right, right looked uh, great, but the dude has just been on fire since Tag League. His reversal of the D4C into the end game was just excellently done. I love that finish. And then Yuma picking up the win here is a good time for him, potentially uh, getting a title shot once Jake wins the belt in an award. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still one of the people that still wants Jake Lee to win. But Same. Fuck so. y'all. Don't care. But, yeah, I think this is, like, the first match of the tournament since Zeus, Kento, and Yuma Otani that I would put in the great territory. Mm-hmm. Like, I just loved Yuma so much in this match. I just wish Jake would cut that laughing bullshit oh off. Oh, my it God. Fucking, shut the fuck I up. I hate it so much. Man. Just fucking close your goddamn ears. Holy shit, it's not that fucking bad. But anyways, yeah, this is a really great main event. Uh, Both guys look great. I have no complaints about it whatsoever. Um, (laughs) Yuma's been just absolutely on fire. I definitely think him and Otani are, like, definitely up there. I don't know who I'd put in front. Yuma's gotten really close. I'm like, oh, fuck. For what? Like, MVP. Oh, Yuma's my MVP, for sure. Yeah. He's in, like, three of my top five matches of the tournament so far. Yeah, and then Kento's there, too, so. Um, but, yeah, you pretty much said it all, so. Really good stuff. Definitely, definitely one of the better nights of uh, Champions Carnival as a whole. It's just interesting with this match happening. It's, like, I think it's pretty much here is where everyone jumped off the Jake Lee train, and Which they're all weird. aboard Yuma now. I know. And, and I'm like, fuck you guys. I don't care. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't... Well, we can talk about. It. Well, let's talk about it now. I don't think yeah. Jake Lee's been having a very good tournament. Honestly, he's been he hasn't been bad or anything. I'm not trying to say like that. Oh, he's dog shit. Throw him under the bus. All that well, shit. Well, I've seen the dog shit takes, and I'm just like, okay, you all never liked him in the first place, so I bye. Think, <laughs> I think he's still been pretty good. It's just like definitely not as good oh, as no. he. He's not having a good tournament. He's definitely like one of the lower tier guys at the tournament. But I think everyone's most pretty much everyone's been having a good tournament. Like the whole tournament's been really good. It's just there's obviously dark spots in between, but. I'm like I don't I don't see any reason to turn course and like back away from Jake Lee right now. They do they they want Jake to you know do this, like they want this heel shit, but then as soon as like matches start, they're like never mind. Like I get it. I know he hasn't had like the best fucking matches, but I'm just like holy fuck, you guys jump off the train so fucking fast. Like holy shit. And like, what- I get it. It's a tournament. Not everyone's gonna. There's like really not gonna be any match of the year could like candidates from this shit. But we'll talk about it kind of more with the, I'll talk about it with more of the Zeus match. But I don't think it's all Jake Lee's match quality is the problem. It's like some of the way they're like structuring matches and shit. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I was gonna say that's a very good point with that match when we get to it. But yeah, it's like Jake Lee's in a weird spot. I don't think he's as dog shit as some people think he is. I don't think he's like blowing anyway and went away for sure. But it's hard to when you don't really get a whole lot of time to. Shit. I just I don't get the point of doing this whole big double angle turn that everyone got all hyped around, but then as soon as he has a tournament, everyone's <laughs> jumping ship and saying they need, they need to go with someone else. Fickle. I do want them to go with Yuma, not right now. He's gonna he has he's he fucking, will have his turn. He's fucking kid. He, he has down. time to go. You 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 need to go with Jake Lee now. Not saying try, Jake's try, old try, Yeah, but it's like you need to try it. You you have put you have done this like each year. You'll warm him up. He'll get hot, and then you just drop off. So I'm like. They need to do it now. If he doesn't work, then you go to Yuma because I think either way, I think Yuma's gonna get a t- another title shot this year. So I wouldn't For even be sure. worried about that. He like, should. But y'all just need to calm down. You're acting like Yuma's like fucking like fifty. He's twenty four. <laughs> Chill. And we're also forgetting his fucking heel turn last year. Fucking killed him. 
not killed him, but he was fucking tagging with his brother basically the whole year. And it's and like losing. He didn't get hot again until Champions Carnival, or not Champions Carnival, till World Tag League. Yeah. And he, he's finally good. He's in a good solid place. He doesn't need anything right now. Like just let him chill for a minute. Like he's really good. Yeah, just let him do his tag stuff for now. He's gonna be in really good in the tag matches. Him and Kento have been really good. I know. It's all okay. J- I know all Japan has a history of like like with Wolfen on fucking. Young guys, repeatedly. <laughs> They've done it with Jake Lee multiple times, but finally they seem like they're kind of behind him. So let them try with Jake. If it doesn't work, it might not work. I don't fucking know, but hopefully it does. Yeah, I was like, hopefully. But if it doesn't, there's Yuma there. And then after that, I don't know. You got after Yuma, unfortunately. And honestly, I don't know how much they're going to be listening to y'all anyway. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh... guess, so. <laughs> but either way, I'm still, I'm still on the Jake Lee train, at least for him train. winning the title. Yeah, I was say, I'm on the train, so bye. But let's get into the next night of the tournament. From uh, April 24th, uh, first match was Koji Doi versus Shinjiro Otani, which ended without a winner as a double countout in 639. And Sick, bro. Yeah, I said Sick, the, bro. <laughs> the Kento match is my favorite <laughs> Doi match of the tournament thus far, but this one came pretty close. Maybe it is just from enjoyment factor anyway, but mm-hmm. just old guy just beating down his younger adversary, and then the two just get it, like get so into fighting <laughs> with each other on the outside that they both get counted out. It's just really good stuff all around, especially like the outside brawl, which led to the countout. And then the ensuing brawl after the bell rang with Doi just like taking out the fucking fucking guys. That was awesome stuff. Definitely a good way to, if Otani doesn't want to eat the fall here, which is probably what happened, good way to save face for both guys. Or maybe just didn't want Doi to lose because has Doi, he's won twice. once. Yeah, he has, yeah, he doesn't have, he's definitely the lowest point total right now, which we kind of, kind of knew. Yeah, I figured he was going to be. Doesn't happen. So, hey, he's a different person this year, so, uh. Yeah, this was just fun stuff. You got anything else to say? Um, pretty much. Yeah, this honestly was a lot more fun from the um, I guess like entertainment standpoint, just because they were fucking just hitting the hell out of each other. I definitely think Kento and Doi was better from the wrestling perspective, I guess. But honestly, they're both really good in their own way, so you can't really go wrong with either one of them. This match was just a whole lot of fun. Uh, next match was Shotaro Oshino defeating Shuji Shikawa in 7.08. With uh, Oshino now in more of a face role, he's able to take advantage of one of his biggest strengths, with his, which is his selling. He's so great at that. And uh, this match is just a really great showcase of that with working from underneath against the bigger Ishikawa. Like most Oshino matches, it pretty much worked around him working the ankle, which uh, led to this excellent spot with Shuji where he escaped the ankle lock and just kicked the shit out of Oshino out of the ring <laughs> over the top rope. That was fucking awesome. And the finish was awesome with Oshino. Had the, this really great reversal of Splash Mountain into another ankle lock for the finish. Simple match, but a good work for both guys. Kept it short, kept it tight. Just I got no complaints about it. It's pretty fun little match. Man, yeah, like you said, uh, pretty simple stuff, but what they did was pretty damn good. So uh, no complaints here. It's just I'm curious where Oshino sits at, like, his positioning now is just interesting to me. Like, obviously, he's probably not going to win this, but it's just, like, these wins that he's, ra- like, racking up are uh, kind of funny to me. Yeah, I think we'll talk more about that in the next night and also once mm-hmm. we talk about standings afterwards. But, yeah, is in a weird place right now, that's for sure. And it's not like I don't think it's bad. I just don't know what to really call said place. Yeah. Uh, next match was Kento Miyahara defeating Kohei Sato in 12 minutes. Kento has had a pretty strong tournament throughout, but this is like his fir- the first match that Sato, like, this is the first match Sato- with Sato that really got me excited. Sato hasn't really been blowing me away or anything, but Kento really got some good out of him. Didn't have the slow start that a lot of uh, Sato's matches have had this tournament. He seemed a lot more energetic in this than he had mm, in previous sure. matches, and it ended up being a pretty good match, all things considered. Like, it's nothing, like, must-see or anything, but yeah. it's definitely the first match of Sato's um, tournament that I've really gotten, kind of, really sunk my teeth into, I guess. Yeah, definitely one of the uh, better looks at Sato we've gotten, I guess. Definitely helps that he had Kento as his partner, because he was, yeah, he was really good here, too. Um, definitely a pretty good match. Still not, like, one of my favorites, but, you know, not bad. And then, uh... Main event of the show was Suama defeating Yuma Aoyagi in 1744. Yuma with the back-to-back good main events here. I kind of prefer the Jake match to this, but I think both are definitely worth the time. Total really good story of the champ dominating his younger opponent with lariat suplexes, while Yuma tried to use the speed to try and outsmart the champ. But in the end, he couldn't, and 
the champ got some more uh, points on the board here. Swama has been uh, mostly good this tournament, but I definitely say this match with Yuma was his best yet up until the show we're about to talk the last or latest <laughs> show. But uh, definitely until uh, next match, next show we're gonna talk about this match with Yuma was uh, Swama's best match in my opinion. Yeah, really good matchup. Um, I didn't take a whole lot on it, but obviously, like we've been saying, Yuma has been absolutely great, and that you know, still the same here. Uh, Suama was definitely good here as well. So. Really good way to end this night. And let's get into the latest night of Champions Carnival, which took place yesterday, uh, April 25th. In my opinion, the best mat- the best show of the tournament so far. Through this was the first night. But a lot of a good portion of this is the fact that it had the junior title match on this show. So it wasn't even like a actual Champions Carnival match that pushed it over the top for me. It's the best night. Mostly it's the uh, main event, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I enjoyed this uh, latest night of Champions Carnival a lot. This was the first uh, show without fans that they've had to do. But they had wrestlers! Yeah, we'll talk about without the main event, but I definitely think it helped, honestly, that there weren't mm-hmm. fans. But uh, let's get into the show. Uh, first match, Shotaro Oshino defeated Shinjiro Otani in 11.08. Oshino earned both Otani's respect and a Twitter follow out of it from this match. It's a good win for Oshino to get under his belt in this tournament, but even with like the fake crowd, this was probably like one of the weaker Otani matches, honestly. Like, only one I'd say was worse than this was the Jake Lee match that Otani had. I think it was still good, though. Like, I don't want to say it was bad or anything. Like, I, I just really want to see this match in a different spot, higher up on the card, not some random tournament match. Could see these two working really well together with some more time allotted, but I think if, if, even that 11 minutes felt like they, I don't know, didn't feel that, didn't feel like they did a whole lot, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Oh, this is where my notes really fell off because I was really fucking tired this morning and I just did not want to watch this, but we had to. Um, yeah, I thought the match was fine. I think I, I agree with you, though. I thought it was one of Otani's weaker matches, but I still don't think it was necessarily bad by any means. It was just, yeah, the, it, there's been a lot better. I definitely think they could do with more time and not in a tournament setting, so I don't know. Maybe they'll somehow work together again down the road, especially with... Ashino getting that Twitter follow. Maybe Ashino can, uh, well, I don't know, maybe he could uh, go over to 0-1 and do a little. I was thinking about that because I was like, if he's not signed, yeah, why not? Fuck it. I could definitely see them putting on like a really like fucking beating the shit out of each other kind of match in 0-1. That'd be pretty fun. We'll see, I guess. Uh, Next match was Kohei Sato defeating Shuji Shikawa in 11-6. Like really like the main match of the show I didn't really like that much. Uh, It was probably fine. Just some good headbutts and strikes. Surprising finish yeah. from the lead two with like a magistral pin in the. That was weird. That was an interesting choice, but yeah, I think like it was pretty much the match you'd expect them to have. It's yeah. Nothing really crazy. Just headbutt strikes. That was fun, but not nothing. I don't know, nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was like literally just a match of big power moves, I guess, and headbutts and shit. So yeah, it was it was fine, especially if you like that stuff, then you'll probably like this. But yeah, overall, it was fine. Uh, next match for the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight title, Shima defeated Hikaru Sato in 1501. That was really good shit. Uh, both guys picked a body part and targeted it throughout the match. Sato going for Shima's arm and she, while Shima targeted the leg. Was was definitely more impressed with Sato's limb work than Shima's, but I think Shima did a really good job at selling, so he did his job really well too. And the final stretch was really fast-paced, which was welcome after the, the first part of the match. It was just more really, it was kind of slow limb work. I didn't watch it, so I can't really compare this to it, but the, compare it to the Iwamoto match where Shima won the title. But uh, I definitely think this was a better title defense than the Mensa Ray match that we talked about a couple episodes ago. After the match, Sato put the belt on Shima's waist as a sign of respect to great. No, that's joking. But then uh, Iwamoto came out to challenge Shima. And I like Iwamoto a lot, but this just feels really unnecessary too. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they're trying to get the belt off Shima since great is about to get going. But uh, going right back to Yomoto feels like a waste. But uh, who knows? Maybe Yomoto will just lose again. I really don't know what they're doing with this title right now. But the matches are good, so I can't really complain too much. I zoned out during this. I don't really have a whole lot to say. Um, <laughs> I see limb work, so I'm kind of like, that's probably why. That <laughs> um, no, I was still fucking tired. I didn't, like I said, I didn't really want to fucking watch this. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I have more to say i guess about evil moto challenging again which i'm like it's odd 
I really like Iwamoto, and he's definitely one of their best juniors, if not their best right now. But I just I don't really understand. But like you said, if, if he does drop it to Iwamoto, it's just because Gleet's about to or Great's about to start up. I'm just like, it's just weird. I don't know. It, it, I don't get it. I just really wanted them to use the Shima Rain to actually like put over like someone. But yeah, me too. I mean, put, but... I mean, put over Iwamoto, I guess. But like, the whole thing with Iwamoto is he always like wins the belt, loses the belt, wins it back. It's just. It's, let he's someone gonna else. have like a twenty title reign by the time he's done. Pretty much, like I would like to see Holy one of the younger shit. guys get a shot at Shima and may potentially beat him. I'll give it to Otsuki, bro. Uh, next match, Champions Carnival was Jake Lee defeating Zeus, and yeah, we mentioned it before, yeah, but this, this is just, this is a weird match, really. <laughs> it was like a lot of like just Jake selling and getting beat down by Zeus, which you think would be reversed if they were trying to if they were trying to set up Jake as like this monster he heel. He was a baby face. Yeah, it was like really weird. Like, I mean, Jake did well in that role anyway, so they didn't kill the match or anything. But mm-hmm. the match was just doing more for Zeus than Jake because of the structure of it. Once Jake did take control, his offense looked great, and he beat Zeus definitively. It's just, I'm not sure this is the kind of match they should have really went with if they're trying to set up Jake for something more meaningful down the road. Yeah, honestly, just the biggest complaint was the structure of it. I didn't understand what they were trying to do here. I'm like, we all clearly know Jake is the heel, so why is he working so far underneath the Zeus? Like, I didn't, didn't really get that. But once Jake actually started to get in control near the end, um, definitely picked up, and he looked really good. So at least there's that, but it's just like trying to get through a good portion of the match and just trying to understand what, why it's structured like that was kind of mind-boggling. And the main event of the show was Kento Miyahara defeating Suwama in 2051. This was my favorite match of the tournament thus far. First match where it really felt like a big epic match. That said, it did feel like more of a short form version of the usual match these two have. So I could see how people would say it was a little too formulaic. But I, I don't know. I, I like the Kenta formula and Suwama plays into that formula really well. So I got no complaints about it. Plus, as I said, it was shorter than they usually go. So it cut out some of the fluff that could have they could have been added to pad time. <laughs> and I think that helped the match a lot. I just never got bored during it. I was worried about the no people aspect of it, but honestly, they that made the match better because they had like the wrestlers and or someone whoever it was outside cheering like normal. So it felt like like the before times, it just felt normal, and everything came together in a perfect storm to produce like one of my favorite Swami matches as champion. Like off the top of my head, obviously I like the I know I like the Ashino defense, the first one, mm. more than this, but. I'm trying to think of like other title defenses. Swama, well, this isn't a title defense, but oh other God, matches. You like this that much? Well, I didn't like him more than that. Oh. I was saying I'm just trying to think of other matches in that kind of range that in I've his, in his reign. Mm. Like match where he won or he beat Kento is like also like up there for like really a, one of my favorite matches of that year. But other than like those two matches, I can't really think of anything that Swama's done recently that I enjoyed as much. Like, I'm just trying to think. Zeus's was like. When you face Zeus, that was fine. Yeah. I don't think I liked that as much as many people did. Fuck. I can't remember, honestly. Swamba's reign's been a blur to me. Nothing been bad. It's just like, I don't know. That's when you know it needs to end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, it, I feel like a bunch of people kind of feel that way anyway, but I, I don't know. It should come to an end here soon, but uh, <laughs> not saying Suwama's bad or anything at all. It's just... Not everything's going to be your cup of tea, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you said you said most of it for your review. I, this is a good match. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> well, not done yet, so let's... Oh, for God's sake. We at least go through, run through the points here real quick. Uh, Swamp is at six points. Kento's at eight. Yuma's at six. Zeus is at six. Shuji's at four. I think he's pretty much eliminated now. Who? Uh, Shuji. Yeah, I was going to say him and uh, Doyer pretty much. Yeah. Oh, uh, who else is four? Jake's at eight. Uh, Totani's a four. He's, he's done. Oh, he's done. Yeah, that's right. Totani's a four. Um, Jake's at eight. Oshino's at six. Doi's at two. Uh, and Sato's at eight. Pretty even. Not pretty even. But it's interesting that uh, the top three right now are Kento, Jake, and Sato. I, Jake, Kento and Jake, I'm not surprised about it. It's Sato. It's kind of be... A little higher than I expected him to be at this point. But, yeah, got a lot of stuff coming up. Run through the upcoming cards on April 28th, which is the next show. Got Tuama versus Otani. Zeus versus Ashino. Kento versus Shuji. 
and uh, Jake versus Sato and Yuma versus Doi. Should mention all the last four shows or last three shows all have five matches. April 29th, we got Suwama versus Ashino, Zeus versus Doi, Kento versus Yuma, Jake versus Shuji, and Sato versus Otani. And the final night of the tournament, we got Suwama versus Shuji, Zeus versus Otani, Kento versus Jake, Yuma versus Sato, and Ashino versus Doi. So, still got some good shit to happen. So, definitely more excited for uh, Jake and Kento to happen, honestly, in front of no fans, because we got the Kento's cheering section from the wrestlers this time, so that'll make it a lot more fun to watch. But that is James Carnival for matches of the week. Uh, what's your top three here? Honestly, most of my tops are going to come from Tokyo Joshi, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, let's see, my top three this week would probably be Miyu and Hikari, yeah. uh, Rika and Maki, and probably Kento and Suwama, so that'd probably be my top three. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think she's tired, so let's wrap this up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, next week, our main topics will be the final nights of Champs Carnival and No the Glory 2021, which has the GHC, National, or GHC title match with Kitamiya and Muto and the national title match with Sugira and Fujita, plus talking whatever else we decide to watch. Not a whole lot really coming out this week, so but we might watch some more stuff. We'll see. But check that out and come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Taking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.